All right, welcome back, everybody. Episode four, the Scrabble Fans Anonymous. Today, last week, we had the Cousins talking about the Yankees. We've had some Met talk. And now, today, I'm going to just talk about some stuff that's been going on this week. Today is February 19th, 2019. It's been a slow week. I mean, it's February, so like I said in the beginning, there's not much really going on in uh, the New York area. Just, you know, the whole proverbial pitches and catchers. You know, maybe that gets your, you know, get your juices flowing. For me, pitches and catchers is just what it is. Guys report to spring training. It's no big fucking deal for me. Uh, opening day is big for me. That pitches and catchers, I don't really... I don't really care for, um, you know, the NBA, we had the All-Star game yesterday, which was like every other All-Star game, they should just basically get rid of them, it's boring, I don't really give two shits about it, until the Knicks are maybe relevant again, and uh, yeah, other than that, you know, football, there's a little football news out there, but it's not as much, because it is February, but I want to get to something that's really been pissing me off, especially today, and uh, the last week, so the big thing in the area has been Jake DeGrom with the Mets. He, uh, I don't know if you heard of him yet, he's a pretty good pitcher in the MLB, I don't know, maybe maybe you never heard of him before, won the Cy Young, no big deal. Uh, so he's on a team called the New York Mets, who are, you know, the, one of the cheapest organizations in the history of baseball, and uh, he had one of the most dominant seasons in uh, the history of baseball, not just in the last 10 years, last 20 years, in the history of baseball. So, when the season ended... Everybody said that, you know, oh, Jake, I lock him up. He's got two years arbitration left. You know, the Mets were talking about Brody. You know, we want Jake here long term. We're going to do everything we can to get him here. And, you know, me, you know, not being a, a blind, stupid asshole Mets fan, knew that. That's all smoke and mirrors, and I believe it when I see it. And uh, about a month ago, after all the uh, signings and all that, the Mets had given. So they went to arbitration with Jake. He was uh, scheduled to make $14 million in arbitration. I think that was the number they both agreed to. And out of good faith, which surprisingly, the Mets, you know, never do it, but they did it. Good faith, they gave him $17 million, which was $3 million more than he was supposed to get. Which is a nice, you know, good faith offer. Where, you know, we thought he would, they were negotiating. We'll offer you $3 million more, make you happy, make $17 million. It's a lot of money. You know, that's a good amount of money. He was making, I think, 11 last year. He's going to be 30, or he just turned 30. He's got two years left of arbitration. Now, if you listen to, <coughs> excuse me, if you listen to sports talk radio in the city, it's very split. And this is before, let's just get to before what Jake said he's going to do if he doesn't get a contract, okay? The Mets fans are split between, you know, distrust and disloyalty of the ownership that we want Jake to get paid. And it's very weird that, you know, fans, we make, you know, freaking, you make it $40,000 a year, you want a guy to get paid fucking $30 million a year. It's weird to, like, say that, but he deserves every penny. Us Mets fans are very loyal to players because our team is so, I don't know how you say it, it's just like a bunch of guys that go out there, you know, tough, like, like tough love. Like, we, we feel like a connection to these guys because it's really, like, just pitiful watching our team and we go through the highs and lows with them because we feel, actually feel bad for them. So seeing Jake go out there and dominate last year when the team couldn't even score two fucking runs for him, we thought he should get paid. Me, I'm on the side that I believe he should get paid too. So thinking that, of course, the Mets didn't come to an agreement. They didn't give him a contract. Spring training started. So the report comes out that Jake, you know, He's now it's definitely reported wrong because there's he's they're saying that he will put in a limit on himself. Now, this is like under an umbrella of so many fucking things are going on in MLB right now. So let's try and like encapsulate all of it. First of all, the whole debate of 
he's going to put an in, in, innings limit on himself if he doesn't get a deal by opening day, right? Now, I am a fan of him getting paid. I think when I first heard it, I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, he's making $17 million. You know, arbitration is arbitration. That's what they agreed to in the CBA. He's making $17 million. To me, any other player, I would tell him to go fucking shove a stick up their ass because, you know, you're making $17 million fucking dollars. However, the way it was reported first about the innings limit, how if in September the Mets are three games back, he, he's going to say, I don't want to pitch today. I would have told him to go, go fuck himself, honestly. But that's not the way it's really was framed by the agent. So today came out that what will happen is if he doesn't have a deal by opening day, he basically would say, like Harvey did or guys that come back from Tommy John surgery, they would say, okay, we didn't get a deal done. We're going to do 185 innings, 195 innings. That's my limit this year to protect myself for free agency. That's what they're saying, 195. And it's up to the team to control that pitcher so they can use it for the rest of the year. Now, I... I'll be the first one to say, I fucking hate that. It's like so dumb, stupid. I mean, and knowing how Jake is, his demeanor and how long he's been on the team. And, I, and listen, I'm one of the biggest Jake DeGrom supporters. That's not realistic because Jake is not going to do that. When it comes to playoff time or go down the stretch, he, he wouldn't stick to that. Now, you have to think in your own brain, though. What's the reason for him saying this stuff? If you look at the MLB right now, the owners are suppressing the free agent market. It's obvious. You know, I don't know if it's collusion or whatever it is, but you can say all you want. But these fucking guys, for the last two years, no one's getting paid. So it's obvious when guys aren't signing until March, or it's past Valentine's Day already, guys don't have contracts. It's pretty obvious that the the owners are taking it into their own hands that they don't want to give out these long contracts anymore. They're tired of 10-year contracts, tired of whatever, 8-year contracts, they're getting stuck in them. But... You look at that, and you could say, okay, yeah, you know, the owners shell out the money. I feel, you know, they're right. You know, it's it's a it's a burden on everybody to give that much money, give that many years. However, that makes no sense because first of all, they're fucking billionaires. Number one, okay. Number two, they agree to the CBA the way it is too. It is a player's job, no matter what. Yeah, they're making millions of dollars. They're supposed to make the most money they could possibly do because that's their money for their life. They go out there, they perform. We go to watch them. The money we pay is to watch those players. They are the earner. You know, it's not the owner we go to watch. So for the owners to make up this, whatever, this whole, whatever they did, a collusion that they don't want to pay these guys or they're going to drive the market down, the agents basically said that, you know, there's only way for players to fight back is through creative ways. So the whole thing that's come out with Jake, that's like one of the creative ways they're saying that players can start to put pressure on ownership is that, you know, I'll put an innings limit on myself. Uh, I need to save my arm for free agency. I need, uh, I can't have this many at bats. I can't play this many days in the field. To basically, it's basically a war. Basically, they tell the owners, fuck you. So the owners are telling them, fuck you, I'm not giving you a contract. They're telling you, fuck you, this is what we'll do. And it's going to get messy because the CBA ends in like two, three years, I think. Could end up being another strike. I don't know. As long as it affects my fucking team, I really don't give a shit. But it is affecting my team. And if you look at it, I mean, Machado hasn't signed, Harper hasn't signed. Everybody looks at those two guys. Listen, I'm not going to get the uh, debate if they're the top, if they're both in the top ten. They're definitely two of the top twenty players in baseball. Those guys get paid. It may not be ten years for four hundred million that we thought, but they're going to get money. They're going to get a lot of money. So when you say they're getting, if I came to you and said you get, they're getting a suppressed market, you would say, oh no, they get fucking four hundred million dollars. Yeah, but they're not the they're not the outlier. Look at the guys like like Mike Mustakis, right? Mike Mustakis is a good baseball player. He's won title a title on the Royals. He was solid for them. Then what happened? He turned down his arbitration number. And I guess he elected to go straight to free agency. He got fucked. He was going to get like seventeen million. He ended up taking a contract for like seven million last year. 
He uh, went to the Brewers. They you know, had a really good season. He's a good baseball player. This year, he still hasn't signed. You know, Dallas Keuchel still hasn't signed. Adam Jones still hasn't signed. Why are these guys veterans? You know, Adam Jones is a veteran. Haven't even gotten a contract. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Mike Moustakis should get a contract for fucking eight years, $100 million. But you're telling me an owner can't afford a three-year, uh, $30 million deal for Mike Moustakis? And that's the, like, fishy shit that's going on. And now it's starting to, like, touch my team. It's affecting us. And, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really believe Jake will do something like that. This is all a tactic to negotiate. Because what really does he have to negotiate with? There's nothing. I mean, you're going to go into the season. You're not a free agent after this year. So, really, it looks it's only going to look bad for him. It's going to be like 70-30 the fans will be against him if that's a real thing. It, I don't think it will be. So, I'm not going to go over-exaggerate about it. But I'm also not going to kiss the owner's ass because, you know what, people are like, they're trying to like turn the favor toward them. If you listen to sports talk right now in the city, forget it. People are going fucking crazy. First of all, let's relax. It hasn't happened yet. They might give him a contract. Who knows? And we'll see. Everyone's overreacting. You know, and the overreaction takes me to somebody who I really want to speak about, and that's Luis Severino, that stupid motherfucker. Open his stupid mouth today talking about, oh, DeGrom should just go pitch. He's making 17. But mind your fucking business. Who the fuck are you? You're in the fucking Yankees. What about yourself? It's talking about union. Fucking guys are in a union. You guys are supposed to be doing CBA together. You got everyone's supposed to try to make more money so the next guy can pay more. And this guy thinks because he just signed a contract, by the way, that the Yankees stole him. Stole him. Which, listen, everybody signs that contract for their own reasons. Who knows why he took it, whatever. They bought out his arbitration. But for him to open his mouth and complain, or not even complain, but just to say something bad about DeGrom, trying to earn as much money as he can, he wishes he was a hair on DeGrom's ball sack. That he, they even an inch. And all the Yankee fans out there are going to say, oh, shut the fuck up, Severino's the... You talk shit about Severino, fuck DeGrom. I'm not talking shit about Severino, the pitcher. But I'm saying as a fucking player, there's got to be guys in the locker room, or even like Cashman, I guarantee you, went to him after he said that. He's going to be like, yo, calm down. Like, you don't, Probably not Cashman, but players, like, yo, you don't, you don't destroy another player because you're all in it together. He's trying to earn more money so that when you're 29, when your stupid four-year extension you just signed is up and you're 29 years old, that you try and make $30 million a year. Not that the, the owners are going to suppress the fucking contract so you can't even make $17 million a year. So don't say sharper go pitch. Like, who are you? Mind your fucking business. Go pitch for the Yankees, bro. Fucking do. Have a half a season that DeGrom had last year. Are you kidding me? Like, it's not even last year. DeGrom, every year of his career has been phenomenal. He's had great years every year. You fucking a half a good season. You're not an ace. Like, I don't care what any Yankee fan says. They hope you to be an ace. You're not shit. Okay? You're not shit. Okay? You were tired last year. Go on a fucking diet. Fuck, you kidding me? That shit made me explode. I can't believe he fucked open his mouth. When the Yankees got a steal of a contract, I think it was four years, 40 million, you can make like up to 52 with uh, incentives and stuff. And you know what? People say, you know, he should have waited. He had like three more years of arbitration. That. I don't blame the guy because <laughs> me or you who makes no money, we're like, fuck it. I'll take 40. You offer me $40 million. I'll take that tomorrow. And him, you know, you got to look at people's backgrounds. It comes from, I mean, I'm 100% sure. Dominican or whatever it is, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rican, wherever he's from. So one of those places, you know, they make like $3 a day. They make no money. Piss poor poverty. Money like that changes somebody's life. So we can say all we want. Oh, he should have waited. Every year is going to be more. He was only making five. Only. <laughs> he was making five million this year. Probably next year, eight. The next year is going to be, four, you know, what's the most, 14. 
So he still had four years or three years until he got to free agency, which the whole system having to was fucked up. So for him, something like that, he should have took it. I mean, I'd fucking, and for the Yankees, it's great. And for him, it's good. Because you know what? The pressure's off of him now. He could go out there, do what he has to do. And maybe, I mean, there's no evidence to this, but maybe in the back of his mind, he says, if I do not perform to the way they expect me to or what I expect myself to perform to, I already got $40 million in the bank. You know, if I pitch lights out first half again, and second half, I shit the bed and look like garbage, oh, because I got my money already. I'm sure he's not thinking that, obviously. But in the back of every player's mind, I'm sure they're thinking, what if this happens? That's the whole reason people want security. That's why NFL players don't like the franchise tag. They want security. It doesn't matter if they make $18 million one year. So when people complain with DeGrom making 17 this year, yes, it's a lot of money. But what do players want the most? They want security. $17 million is a lot. It will last anybody in a lifetime. But tomorrow he blows his fucking arm out. He never going to pitch again. But we're us, the normal players, will say $17 million is good for the rest of your life. But to a player... Who, who knows what their fucking bills are, what they spend it on. They want to make as much as they can while they're playing at that moment. So to me, in summation of that, the whole thing with the Grom is he's doing the right thing, I guess. But he, the whole way going about it probably isn't the best. Luis Severino took a good deal, but she mind his fucking business. And that's why I think about Severino. And honestly, if I have... Uh, my two uh, cousins I had on last week, Carmine and Nick, if they're Carmine, they'll probably bust my fucking balls by saying that, but I don't give a shit. Because then he should shut the fuck up. Bottom line. And then you had... The only good thing that came out of Louis Severino's mouth today, talking about DeGrom, is... And now I'll go back to the Mets. Thor, you know, Noah Syngard, he's pretty good. I don't know if you've heard of him before. He came out today and said that he would love to maybe sign an extension with the Mets. Maybe, you know... Maybe they want to come to the table and talk to him. He loves New York and wants to stay in New York. He's only 26. Basically, he's the same thing as Severino. He still has two, three years left of arbitration. Now, when I hear that, forget about it. I'm fucking like, I'm ready to, uh, I'm about to make him an offer on Twitter. Like, I, I can't wait. You can fucking sign him up. Now, you'll have Mets fans that will say, trade him. Get rid of him. Trade him now. Get a lot for him. Maybe the Mets are looking to keep him. And, not, you know, this is a business. Maybe they don't want to sign the ground long term. He's 30 years old. I would do it. But maybe they're thinking we'll sign the 26-year-old. Can you give a 26-year-old uh, Noah Syndergaard a fucking contract right now and not Jake and reward him for what he's done? I don't know. That's like a tough... I don't know if that hurts the locker room. I don't know what's going to do to the Mets. But if I was the Mets, I mean, they didn't trade him this offseason when was the best time to do it. I'm giving Noah... I'm giving him a contract. Four years, five years, you buy out his arbitration. I mean, if he's going to take with Severino, then forget it. Fucking steal the guy. And now you're locked in. The Mets don't have any players that they're going to be giving contracts to. You know, they don't have a Harper. They don't have a Judge. They don't have anybody walking through those doors they're going to have to pay. They really got two guys on the team that they should be paying. And they're in a great situation with DeGrom, so they're not going to pay him. And with even Noah, they don't have to pay him. But you know what? Maybe you get away with, instead of fucking paying this guy $14, $15 million a year in arbitration the next few years, because it's just going to keep going up and up, especially the better he pitches, whatever they do, you know, how he performs. You give him a good contract like Severino, who the most he's making in that contract is like $13 million. And you know what? When Noah's 26, if you hit him for a four-year deal when he's 30, who knows how a power pitcher is going to be at 30 years old. So that was a report that came out today with Noah. He wants a worker deal out. So we'll see what Brody... Uh, kind of magic hit, you know, he pulls out of his ass because he's, uh, everybody's calling him the, the wizard. He's like a little freaking uh, leprechaun. So he reminds me of like a fucking, he's a big leprechaun. He comes in, he, he talks about the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I want to see where the rainbow is. This fucking guy.
So we got that with the Mets, pitchers and catchers today. Uh, if you were to ask me, I was having a debate today with somebody. They asked me if I thought the uh, the Mets pitching staff was, you know, completely set. And I told him, yeah, how excited I was about, you know, Jason Vargas being the fifth pitcher. I think he's solid. That was a good $10 million. But are you fucking kidding me? He's terrible. Why is Jason Vargas still on this team? That's the thing about the Mets. And then somebody was talking about how the, the Mets are not even the top five in uh, total revenue. They don't make as much as everybody thinks. Shut the up. If you live in this fucking town, SNY makes money. The Mets make money. Don't I don't give a fuck if they're not top five. They're at least top ten. So for people to say that they can't go get, we can't get Gio Gonzalez, who dominates, well, dominates us, but he dominates in City Field because we have Jason Vargas. They gave Jason Vargas fucking eight million dollars last year. They gave him, an, I think, they gave him, they gave him six last year. They gave him another eight this year and a two million dollar buyout next year. Well, guess what? They're hundred percent exercising. He sucks. What? Oh, we'll give him another shot. Are we trying to win? Like, you don't spend the money around the fucking team. You're trading for Cano. He already has a contract. That's the, this is the same payroll they had as last year. There's no difference. They didn't spend that much money. So go get, they should get Gio Gonzalez, a lefty. He's a solid pitcher. And get rid of him. Just fucking throw him to the curb. He stinks. That's something I'm talking about with somebody today. And they're arguing with me that Vargas is going to come back strong. Fuck him. He's, he's garbage. He had a 60 RA. Well, how much fucking better is he going to prove? Even if he proves half. Okay, a three RA, whatever. He throws 86 miles per hour. How fucking good is he gonna do? If somebody gets hurt, which you're guaranteed, somebody in that staff, hopefully him, but somebody in that staff's getting hurt, your depth gets affected by that too. Yeah, you can't sign Gio Gonzalez putting in the bullpen. They were saying that he had like 309 starts in his career, 309 whatever innings. He's only pitched like three fucking games in the bullpen. He's not a bullpen guy. Get rid of Vargas. He's garbage. I don't wanna see him. I'm not going to get too overworked about it, but for the Mets to have that guy out there when he had like a fucking 12 ERA last year is pathetic. But this is all spring training talk because we have nothing else to really talk about. So we have to get, you know, I got to get heat about Vargas, fucking Gio Gonzalez, all these guys that I have to look. And even Harper still being out there in the dream of like, you know, I still got friggin', I still got family and friends talking about, oh, we're going to get Harper. Like, bro, would you get over it? Like, we're not getting him. The fucking dream is over. The team is the team. I think they have a solid team. We'll see what happens with that. But the whole big thing right now, and it's going to be for all of March, obviously, is the DeGrom story. You know, they have to March 28th. We'll see what happens to that. I'm sure I'll be talking about that even more. I just, like, really hope that fucking... I hope they get it done, but if they don't, I think Jake will do the right thing. And with Noah, I hope they sign him too. We'll see what happens with that. And with fucking Louis Severino, like, he just needs to shut the fuck up. He's very annoying. And, uh, yeah, so that's for baseball. And then today, the other big news was that with the Knicks, we're talking a little basketball, the Knicks, I mean, what can I say about the Knicks? You know, terrific organization last 20 years with all my, all the Knicks fans I know. I'm going to be honest. Listen, in the late 90s, you know, I was still a young kid. I was like, what was I? I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old when the Knicks were good. You know, the finals in 98, 99. You know, the Ewing years. I remember when I was younger. I probably stopped watching the Knicks like, I don't know. Right before Carmelo was there, I stopped watching for like two, like a few years. I watched with Carmelo. Then like I was done with them. Like, fuck this. They stink. Like, I don't know how you could watch them in the last 10 years. You have to be really diehard, which I will have. One of my cousins, I got a huge Knicks fan. He's He's been a little sick lately. He's going to be on. We're going to talk to him next in a few weeks. 
they stink. So for you to still be like a Nick Dick Rider is ridiculous to me. For you to not fucking say the Knicks have sucked the last 20 years is ridiculous to me. Everyone could argue, say you're a bandwagon, oh, now Durant's coming. First of all, they said the same thing about LeBron. He didn't come here. So to say Durant's come here, wait, and I, you make me like want to hate my own fucking team. That's how the people talk. Like, I want Durant to come here, but we're like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. Like, shut up. He's not fucking, no one knows he's fucking coming. And if they don't come, what are we supposed to do? And everyone's banking on number one pick, Zion Williamson. Like, honestly, I like RJ Barrett better. I watch, I don't watch a ton of college basketball just from what I see and talking to people who are more knowledgeable than me. I'm not saying Zion Williamson could be a fucking bust, but I think RJ Barrett is more of like an NBA type player. Although Zion will be flashy and shit, but is that what the Knicks need? Flash? The Knicks need players. They have a, do you understand like New York franchise? They have been literally a joke for 20 years. They had a couple good years of Carmelo, but even then, his career was over. He ended his career with the Knicks. They're a fucking joke. So why have they been a joke for 20 years? As I'm getting to my point is James Dolan. Maybe the worst owner in sports. Let's be real. He's a gazillionaire. He owns the, the garden. He owns... I didn't even know that he owns the... All the TV rights go through Cablevision, which he owns. The Knicks, the Rangers, uh, everything to do with the Mets, the Yankees. All the broadcasting is through him. He's a gigantic, gigantic gazillionaire. His first love is music, really. I think he's like a big Eagles fan or some shit. Like the Eagles, the band. So he's never really been a sports guy. He's pretty stupid. And we all know he surrounds himself with even dumber people. People who are loyal to him. Just ex-people. All his GMs. I mean, I'm not saying Alan Houston's stupid, but... You know, he made Allen Houston GM after he fucking had no experience in anything. He, Steve Mills, all these guys. He had Sather run the fucking Rangers for 100 years. They got, they got lucky the last 10 years with the players. Wasn't much to do with him, but... Anyways, last year, they said a rumor was that he wanted to sell the Knicks and the Rangers. But the Garden as an entity, you know, is connected to them. So he couldn't sell. He, he wanted to keep the entertainment side himself and sell the team. So last year, they ended up separating that. The Knicks and the Rangers are now separate from the Garden. That was the first part he did. Then the rumors went away. So we're all like, ah, it's never going to happen. And last, you know, me personally, as a Met fan and a, you know, a Met fan and a Jeff fan and all this, we always say, oh, the owners got to sell a team. The owners got to sell a team. The Mets forget. They didn't, fucking Wilpons never sell a team. They want to give it to their uh, grandkids. They say it all the time. Dolan, everybody says, sell the team. Sell. And he's just like fed into it. But like being that like little fucking fat oaf ogre that sits on the fucking sideline with his like loser, he brings people over to make him look cool and sit next to him. You're just like a major loser, bro. Like James Dolan's the fucking, you suck, dude. You ruined the Knicks. You're the fucking worst owner. And for him, the last few years, not even a few years, last 10 years, he gets abused every day on the radio. He had, there's no way this guy does not pay attention to that. I don't care. He's like, he is like a media whore. He like goes, he's going to war with like WFN. Like, I'm a big fan of Maggie Gray, but he like basically shut her out because she said he's like a piece of shit and like he supported like fucking Harvey Weinstein or something. Who knows what he did? But he's a fucking like, you just look at him. He's a little gremlin. I just want to squeeze his fucking cheeks. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's what I want to do. Squeeze his cheeks until they fucking, they rip off because I can't stand them. That's how much I cannot stand the owner. So today, it came out after a year that he won. Maybe he's putting increase out there to sell the team. This is like the biggest news for Knicks ever. I mean, if you look at it, this is probably the biggest offseason for the Knicks in like their franchise history. They're going to have a top three pick most likely. Uh, you know, Multiple big free agents out there, which we're expected to get. This could be you know, a game changer for the franchise. And it really will be for the next whatever, t- uh, 10, 20 years, what the Knicks are going to be. Are they going to continue to be a laughing stock? Or are they going to move on? And I think... Dolan should put out there that he is selling the team, which I think it's you know fishy out there. That's only going to help them. 
Because these guys in the NBA, the players run the NBA. They know who the good owners are, who the shitty owners are, who they're playing for, who they, what they got to deal with. Nobody wants to deal with Dolan. Nobody. I bet you Durant's going to fucking ask when he comes to the meeting, is this guy gone or not, to come here or not. You know, Dolan has his hand. If it was for Dolan, he'll fucking pick Zion because he's like, I want him. It wouldn't even be, he wouldn't even listen to the basketball people. So hopefully he's gone. It's a separate entity. Whoever's buying the team will be Knicks Rangers. They won't own the guard and they won't own any of that shit. So it's going to be a tough sell. And they were saying today that uh, it'd be <laughs> I think Bart Scott said it on uh, the radio today that wouldn't it be funny if Jeff Bezos <laughs> bought the Knicks since, you know, that fucking retard de Blasio basically chased them out of New York from putting Amazon in Long Island City, which is a whole other thing I don't want to get into. Basically, he'll come buy the team and tell him, oh, if I can't put I can't put Amazon Long Island, it's fine. I'll buy the Knicks and I'll put my fucking stamp right here and I'll put Amazon everything all over Madison Square Garden, which would be you know, hilarious. So that could be an option. I don't know if he really is looking to it, but I, that was pretty funny that Bart Scott said today. If Jeff Bezos bought the fucking Knicks, richest guy in the world. So we'll see what the inquiries are. You know, it's not going to be uh, like Mets fans always want Mark Cuban to buy the Mets, but obviously it's not going to be him for the NBA. So. We'll see what comes out with that. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, right after Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, things are starting to heat up. We're going to see what happens with, you know, the whole situation with spring training, who's winning the jobs and stuff. I expect that uh, next week we're going to have some more NFL stuff coming out because, you know, Antonio Brown was talking today about a team he wants to go to, anybody that wants him, he just wants to win a title, uh, he just wants to play tough, you know, uh, compete. I didn't know you can compete by sitting down on the fucking bench in week 17. That's interesting to say that he's he's all about winning, but he wants to sit when his team's fighting for a playoff spot. But it's neither here or there. As we go on, I want to have some more. Uh, we're going to have some more guests on next week. We're going to talk some uh, NFL free agency for the Jets. Get some guys at the bread and butter. Talk about it. Give you some real truth about you know what we really think, what the true Jeff fan really believes about the franchise, and what they make us feel you know, daily, other than Ajita. And... Uh, We'll get into some giant talk, and I would love to get my uh, some Knicks guys in, really go in-depth on the Knicks, last 20 years, future 20 years, what we think is going to happen with them, and uh, just listen, listen, subscribe, rate us, thanks for following, hope you enjoyed, uh, every episode be a little bit different, you know, today I wanted to just come out because I really wanted to vent about the shit that was going on today, and uh, you know, sometimes I'd be a little longer with guests, and uh, I want to say thanks for listening, you know what? Stay disgruntled, everybody. Thanks.